It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey guys, Stace here from the Thinker Girls. We are recording a live 411 every Thursday at the Sheaf in Double Bay. Come and have a drink with Christy and I and join in on all the fun of watching The Bachelor. If you're into it or not, I'm not so much, you will enjoy the night. Thursday nights at the Sheaf in Double Bay, Sydney. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Welcome. After a long weekend, it just feels like long weekends throw the rest of the week as well, in a good way, because you're like, whoa, short week. We are from Melbourne originally and live in Sydney, so mm. you kind of feel like you're involved in a long weekend that you're not there, and then you're involved in your long weekend. So it feels like it's a four-day weekend, but it's not. Yeah. It's Does that just, make sense? Yeah. But it's kind of a bit all over the shop. So yeah. I feel like just as you start to get back into a sense of routine, you're kind of like, oh, it's the weekend again, which is brilliant. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I feel like now nah, we're like <laughs> a million years old. Like That's why I put that voice on, but it, I couldn't commit to it. I was doing <laughs> I was some... like, what's going on there? Is she a budgie? <laughs> what's, gonna... What is that? I was starting to be a nana and then I just got over it. No. <laughs> I'm bloody glad you did because it was awful. <laughs> Sound like a bird. Uh, this week we are back with uh, another dude on the channel. God, it feels like we've always had dudes on this podcast, even though this is really the first year that that's happened. Well, we had them on the radio show quite frequently. Yeah. Mostly our, our more, we had more dudes on, as reoccurring guests than we had girls. Yeah, like we did actually. Barry Cassidy. But, yeah, dudes on this channel, this would have been the first time like in terms of as a podcast that a lot of you guys would have been hearing blokes on for the first time. Yes. So before we get to our interview with Sam Wood, yes, one of the original Bachelor people, Mm. contestants. Bachelors. Bachelors would have been fine. (laughs) Bachelors. (laughs) Um, I want to share with you, we've got some pretty exciting announcements coming up very soon. Over the next few weeks, you will find some more details about a almost national tour. Sorry, Perth. Um, <laughs> we tried. <laughs> no, nah, we legit did. Yeah, uh, it's just not going to work. Um, but a national tour um, as well as a very special podcast announcement that's coming soon as well because this week will be the last 411 Bachelor series, so we'll get back to some normal 411s or will we? Or will mm. there be some other podcast that will be launching very soon? Same channel though. This is the pod channel. All the shows that we do together will be always landing on this channel so, so that's why all you need to, to do is click subscribe mm-hmm. then whatever we do 
You'll just be right across. That's right. There's no need to go in, search, oh, I've missed it. Oh, I'm not up to date. Oh, I didn't hear that guest. Subscribe and it's all all gravy, baby. Yeah, and if you want to give us a review and you've done it on the sh- on the podcast channel, perhaps think about giving us a review on an episode you heard. That might also be really helpful for us to hear from you which episodes you're digging, which you're, um, which you're not. You can be honest, whatever you like. If there's something that you've absolutely loved, it'd be great for you to throw it on iTunes so other subscribers and listeners can get your recommendation. I also really quickly just wanted to pop in a note before we do get to Sam, um, the episode of the 411 Bachelor last week that I missed. I just want to apologize for anyone that came down to the sheaf that um, got a beautiful fill-in instead of me. Evie was great. Uh, But yeah, my brother was very, very unwell. You can check it out on my personal Instagram. Um, It was two weeks of a very, very awful, scary time, which I am absolutely not ready to talk about. But he is on the mend. And thank you very much for all your well wishes for those of you that sense that maybe a lot of you actually messaged me without me even announcing anything. Saying, where are you? Yeah, Yeah, and just kind of a few little things. So I appreciate um, the posse vibes. um, But yeah, I may never discuss that time. Um, the The main moral of the story is it is his story, and he is he is coming back to recovery slowly. Yeah, we're so glad. We're glad, yep. and we're glad that you're here too. Yes, it's nice. Good to, to be hear back. your voice, style. But yeah, speaking of, that will be the final, the final week, finale week. Mm. Um, a, a little later in a couple of days' time on Thursday. If yeah. you've been planning on coming down to one, you think shit, I never get there. Well, now's the time to do it because otherwise you'll miss out for good K-Thanks pie. Yeah, we've got a heap of guests joining us. It is a ticketed event. It's still free, but you do need to get a ticket. You're going to get a free cocktail on arrival, a rose. Uh, We've really pulled out all of the stumps for you for our last uh, Batchy live show. So 7 p.m. at the Sheaf this Thursday, the 4th of October. We will be there for our very last uh, free event. Um, but let's just let's actually crack into a chat with one of the actual bachelors. Yeah, Sam Wood was the bachelor in 2015, and he is ooh, a success story. There've been a few of them out of Aussie Bachelor and Bachelorette series. What a fitness success! Isn't well, it? it's fitness success, <laughs> love success. Thanks very much. Because not only oh, yeah, true. Not only is he now engaged to the winner of that season. I always feel uncomfortable about saying winner. Mm, it's like, oh, it you won yourself a man. Yeah. But essentially, yeah. well, they did both win well, because they com- found the love of their lives. It was a competition. Sam <laughs> and Schnez, they now are engaged. They have a beautiful daughter, Willow, together. If you follow him on Insta, like his, his now two daughters are, are right across that. They, are, we, they do co-fitness videos together. Yes, we speak to him a lot about um, blended families as well because Schnez did have uh, a, a little daughter from a, a previous – relationship and how navigating that coming into a family wanting to be respectful of the girls as he so beautifully calls them and now he has three of them um and I don't know I found that I found that part of our chat really interesting too because it, he makes it look and seem really easy but it seems like there's a real love and respect that goes both ways not just from him to his daughter, but from from her back to him. He also gave gave some great relationship advice, particularly coming from a guy's perspective of times where it may not always be easy to communicate, or that guys and girls think really differently. And I found that quite fascinating as my man and I navigate the early stages um, of conflict and and figuring out some pretty heavy stuff that's been thrown our way this year. Any extra tips and tricks that mm. I can get to be able to figure out 
the best way to communicate with your partner is right up my alley right now. So he was really quite generous in sharing some info on that too. Hope you enjoy the chat. Welcome to the Thinker Girls pod channel, Sam Wood. Hello, girls. Great to be with you today. Oh, it's good to have you here, Sam Wood. I always, <laughs> I always forget that you're from The Bachelor. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird thing. You know, I must say, I think there are some people that you still very much associate with that mega juggernaut of a franchise, Batchy and Bachelorette, which I'm all about, by the way. But there are other people like yourself that just come off that show and just really, I don't know, you get a real sense of who you are aside from, you know, that's obviously a small part of your personality and how we first got to know you. But I don't at all associate you with that much anymore. I like hearing that and that's yeah. not to that's not to say that I'm, you know, embarrassed or ashamed to be associated with The Bachelor. That's for sure. It definitely has been the best thing I've ever done in my life for more than one reason, namely meeting uh, Evie and Snezh. But the uh, hit at the same time, obviously I've got a career in fitness and that's uh, that's kind of my thing and it was well before The Bachelor and will be well after. So I, I'm I'm happier if people know me for being in that space. So how did you guys go with introducing each other to your lives? Was it a slow build? Because I know with the beginning of a lot of relationships, people either dive straight in or maybe say, okay, we'll meet the parents after a little bit, we'll meet the best mate after this bit. How did it work for you guys? Well, ours was sort of forced slow because we were still in top secret. Mm. Um, and in hiding because we weren't allowed to be seen together because the show went to air a few months after we finished filming and then it was on air for another few months. So there was probably a five and a half to six month lag between when we filmed the finale to when it was common knowledge that we were together. How so much, sorry, did you say? How, how many? Five months, I would oh, I'd say. Yeah, it's a, it's long, a, long, time. a long time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do, you look so, back, do you look back at that now, Sam, and go, that was a good thing? Uh, yeah, maybe. I'd never really, actually, that's a great question. I hadn't really thought of it till now. But I don't, I don't think it was a bad thing. It was frustrating at the time because we had obviously got to meet each other under such strange circumstances that then you do actually want to spend a lot of time with each other and we couldn't you know we'd see each other every two weeks we'd be flown to these secret destinations and crazy car swaps in car parks and flown in on different days from channel 10 and it was all work because we've heard about jason Bourne. we've heard about some of these these places where were you going like the outback oh Yeah, so literally to places that were a couple of hours outside of major airports in these uh, kind of obscure Airbnbs. I mean, really nice little country quaint places, but they were so paranoid about people working it out because apparently, you know, the the paparazzi would be everywhere. Uh, Apparently the paparazzi get tipped off by the airlines so they would know when one of us was flying in. So if we both flew in, because I was from Melbourne and Snish is from Perth, if we both flew into Sydney within a 12-hour period, that's far too big a coincidence and so they kind of would have joined the dots. So, 12 hours meeting- is still a fairly long time. Like you've got people oh, actually no. on, yeah. on the front of the Virgin Desk not going home from their job. They clocked off at 8 but you've flown so they're going to wait till midnight to see if Snez flies after <laughs> you. Like That's hectic. It, it was. It, I, at the time, thought how ridiculous but... Channel 10 understandably said, Sam, if everyone knows who's won, that's, you know, the, the, the gig's up and that's not a good situation for this TV show that they've put so much money into. So mm. we just had to swallow it and uh, so we saw each other, whatever that was, uh, probably 
eight times across a four or five month period. Um, and then, and, and then eventually it all sort of came out in the wash and, and happy days. But even, even after that, Snez and Eve didn't move to Melbourne straight away. Um, Evie still had a school year to finish. We obviously wanted to spend as much time with each other as possible now that we sort of had some resemblance of a normal life um, and and work it all out. But the more time we spent together, the more we realised that that's what we did want. And as I was building my relationship with Evie too and making sure that's what she wanted because that was obviously a huge um, part of the decision-making. And uh, here we are three years later and uh, living together in Melbourne and... Evie's got a little sister, Willow, who's 10 months old and we couldn't be happier. Oh, it's just the best. Obviously, that was quite a rare case because I don't know that any other person that's won Batchy or Bachelorette has had, a, has had a kid or had a child coming into that kind of relationship. So obviously, was that a, was that a process whereby you were trying to protect Evie because she was obviously quite young a couple of years back when you guys started to get together, being thrown into yeah. that weird world it's not like any other you know winner of those series that just has to worry about themselves and their own relationship there's obviously an entire other person to consider in that yeah and look it it was hard because it's also such a unique experience for you that it's quite easy to forget sometimes um you know just particularly for you know I was still here in Melbourne and you know Evie was there and Evie I don't think Evie ever I don't know. She obviously understood what was going on, but she's just got this amazing attitude that to her it was never a um, a potentially bad thing. It was exciting. Like she was, it was her idea for Snedge to go on the show. In fact, she said, "Mum, I want you to go on that show. You should go on that show. I think you might meet someone." And that was always sort of in the back of Snedge's mind because she, I don't think she would have ever done it without it being Evie's idea. They, they'd never spent a single day apart, literally. They'd never had one night apart in their lives. And Snezh won on the show. She's the first to admit that she never thought that she would win. She thought she might be away from Evie for a week and it would be a great story to tell her friends and something they could all laugh about. And 13 weeks later of being away from Evie for 13 weeks, wow. um, she, she'd, she'd won and it was, so Evie, this is Sam. So, you know, like it was pretty, it's pretty pretty crazy when you think back about it but I mean Evie's an awesome she's got an awesome attitude you know she's up for the adventure moving to Melbourne was nothing ever but an exciting positive for her and even since arriving she's I mean she misses her, her cousins and she misses her family, but she loves Melbourne and she's really embraced it. Are you guys spiritual people? Because I feel like she was like some weird messenger. Like that's kind of <laughs> crazy. Don't you think like if it really wasn't in Shnez's dealings and she was just doing her thing and how old was Evie at the time? Oh, so Evie would have been nine when yeah, she first suggested of, it and I then look at, ten I, when yeah, yeah, I look at little humans and I think you're just running on – information that can come from anywhere you know like we're so we're so fueled and so kind of influenced now by the way the world works that by the time we anything filters through us it's gone through so much history so much thought so much conditioning whereas when kids are the way they are they just fuel things that they hear and then you wonder where the f did that come from but it's also that it's that great attitude of i think snitch has even said Oh, why would I do that? And Evie's beautiful kid 
doesn't hasn't been tainted by this world that we live in response was why not mm, exactly and it was kind of like why, why not mum what do you got to lose it's so you don't, it's, you don't have a boyfriend and she's like oh yeah okay it's hard to argue with that crazy nine-year-old logic yeah because it's so uh, simple yeah yeah exactly it's so simple Yeah. yeah it's refreshing isn't it A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So moving into you going on the show, how were you kind of over dating? Had you had you had a big relationship that didn't work? Like Christy and I have both been through mega big relationships, big breakups. I recently met someone a year and a half ago, got married in that time. Like there's just been so many compartments that make, I guess, a story into a relationship that's substantial. Where were you placed before you entered the show? Uh, so I was 35 and I'd been in a big relationship up till for about four years from 26 to 30. And then when that oh, all Oh, you got the satin return as well. Yeah. The old breakup yeah. of satin return. Yeah. <laughs> Between yeah. 28 and 32, you get Shit. married yeah. or you break up. That's like the <laughs> yeah. rule basically. Yeah. So that, that happened with me and I think that was kind of like, all right, I'm going to just I'm going to stop for a while and not worry about dating too much and tr- sort of focus on me and, all, you know, all that jazz people tell you to work on, work on yourself so before you can be in a proper relationship. How long did you do that for, Sam? Because out of interest, so this has been something, I've been single for almost 12 months now and I genuinely came out of that relationship uh, like within two months. I was like, oh, I could meet someone tomorrow. Like I'm pretty sure I've worked through all my stuff now. But uh, yeah, little did I, I think I yeah. used to have moments where I'd be like, yep, yeah, I've perfected myself. Look at me go. And then you'd something had happened. You go, oh, I've actually got a fair bit of work to do. Then. Back to the drawing board. But uh, oh, look, I, was, I wasn't sitting there and not dating people, but I was. I definitely kind of wasn't looking. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, – so it was probably for three or four years. And then I was sitting – I was sitting at my gym uh, – at the reception at my gym and this lady came into the gym her name's kelly and she used to train with one of my trainers and she said oh sam you got to go on that that bachelor show and i'd never seen the show before and i said oh i don't think so kelly but you know thanks thanks for the thanks kelly and yeah anyway <laughs> she came around behind reception she's a pretty kooky lady beautiful lady but she's pretty out there she came around she said no 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 let's google it let's look it up so she types in you know bachelor applications whatever it was 2015 <laughs> and uh and literally said i'm gonna go and do my workout with gary and by the time i get back i want you to fill out this this thing and i'd never seen the show and i thought oh you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna have a bit of i'm, I'm gonna have a sticky beak so i started to 
have it. And it wasn't one of those things you could have a sticky beak. You had to fill out the question to access the next page. Oh, Christ. So they hooked you. They oh, hooked yeah, you. They hooked me. <laughs> and it went on for about 10 times more pages than I thought it would. It was about a 50-page, <laughs> you know, look right into your, uh, into your soul. But I, uh, so I filled it out and um, literally two days later I got a phone call saying, oh, we really liked your application. Could we do a 60-minute Skype with you? And I'm like, geez, that was, that was quick. So talk to us about that then, process. How are you feeling? Are you, obviously I'm assuming there's surprise there, but is there, there's excitement? Is there like, or is this uh, still a bit of a lull at this point? I was still a bit of a lull because I was thinking, I didn't really grasp, I guess, how many people perhaps would have got Skype calls or what what was going on. So I literally... I, I did the Skype and that went for about 60 minutes. And that, that was probably after that that I thought, oh, that went pretty well and they seem like really nice people. And, uh, you know, I felt there was good, some good chemistry and banter there as we were chatting away. And what do then they want I got to know, call. Sam? Like what do they, what do they want? Uh, so it's a combination of I think they definitely want to know that you're on it for the right reasons. Right. That's um, interesting. And, and it's a real personality profiling exercise. Mm-hmm. So how would he – I think handle himself in certain situations. Um, what type of girls would he be suited to? Because you can't, you, you know. wouldn't be able to crack the shits, which like, <laughs> you know, I haven't seen a bachelor go on and be like, "This is fucked," you know. Like, no, it, you, yeah, you have to I, have yeah. a pretty cool, calm, and collected type of persona, I would imagine. Yeah, I think so, and I, I think I think it's how you communicate and all these all these kind of things. But then I got a phone call saying. Um, we want to fly up to Sydney for a face-to-face. And so they flew me up and it was all these TV execs and, you know, different producers and that kind of stuff. And I I remember thinking at the time, well, they wouldn't be doing this to too many people. And uh, and then about two weeks later I got the – and I still had never seen an episode of the show, so I didn't really know I was getting myself into. And they said – Mate, you're it, but you're going to have to pack up your life in Melbourne. You're going to have to move to Sydney in two weeks for four months. Wow. And you can't tell anybody where you're going or why you're here. And that wait, is, can you tell you, here? But that gives you an idea of how insane the industry is behind the scenes. You but know? Like, you, oh, like, who so can you weird. Who can you tell at that point? Like, can you tell your... Yeah, mum or dad, like logistically, Channel 10 is saying, don't tell anyone, but you've got got to tell somebody. Yeah, so I think, I mean, within reason, I think someone you could totally trust. But, I I mean, I had a a business in Melbourne and Mm. I had to tell, you know, with 10 staff that I – I couldn't tell them where I was going, so I had to say I was. Go- I told them I was, like, big fib that I was going away to do an overseas business course, <laughs> and it would go it would go for four months. And about seven weeks into that business course, they saw me on the bloody front of Woman's Day or something. <laughs> And the <laughs> next thing, the paps were ringing up the gym and saying, "We oh want to know God. more about him." And they were they were they were rocking up to the gym and saying, "What can you tell us about Sam? Can you give us dirt? All this kind of stuff." So, the uh, the floodgates opened and the gig was up then. But it was uh, in that yeah, time, are just, you able to great. call them and cancel through, cancel them through that? Because you you run the show; it's your business. Or were they you just hire well and and they ha- they handled it? Yeah, with the, grace? The, the the biggest thing they're conscious of is you find. They don't want you to change how you're being and who you're being based on finding out. And even though the show's not on air yet, they're worried that any outside perception of you then might change how you act. Mm. So their biggest fear, and when I say they, I mean the 
the network, the TV network, is that you uh, hear things about yourself that change who you are because then you then try and be who they want, who you, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you know what I mean. So yep. they were really, you know, they don't want you Googling yourself or Googling The Bachelor and seeing what people are saying to you and all that kind of stuff. So it, it was, they, they would be fine. I, I was able to make phone calls to work on a Sunday and just sort of touch base with people after that point and make sure everything was okay. So it was fine. Mm. But, uh, you know, they'd just make sure you're not talking about the show and you're trying mm. to find, which I couldn't have cared less about anyway. But I think in previous experiences, there have been people that try and kind of manipulate the situation a little bit and and worry mm. so much about it actually make it worse yeah fair call i want to go back sam to something you said before when when you were talking about that process and they were sussing you out it's a bit of a personality type of quiz you know how you handle yourself in particular situations what you're looking for had you had much of an idea around who you were looking for or what kind of traits you were looking for in somebody as a partner because i reckon it's it's pretty interesting. It's a conversation that we um, that we have a lot. We did a, a lot around this where um, about a year ago, Stace said, let's start thinking about dating differently and the types of qualities you're looking in somebody as opposed to, and it's a question when you're single, you get on the reg about what's yeah. your type, all this kind of stuff. Like do you, do you feel as though when you met Schnez, you were like, oh, you're the person I've been looking for in a person that's standing in front of me, or had you dated people similar to her with those kind of same qualities that you're attracted to in her in the past? It's funny. Yeah, it sounds weird, but I don't think I knew what I needed until I found it mm. because I hadn't necessarily, I mean, Snez was a single mum, which I, I think that is part of why she, why she is how she is, but it wasn't all of it. She's also very, very strong, very family oriented, um, you know, kind of, kind of stubborn, which I think is good for me because it kind of puts me back in my place a bit. You know, like mm. there's a number of qualities that almost straight away I found really attractive that strangely I hadn't ever looked for before or, mm, or thought that mm. thought that were going to be compatible with me before until I kind of found them, and then it was like, you know what, this is really good for me, and this is. And particularly in such a crazy environment like the Bachelor House, like that's where that's where you kind of see people's best and worst all yeah, at once. Especially and the girls. She was, yeah, and she was a rock. Like yeah. there was carnage going on all around her, and she probably, well, not probably, she had the most reason to be a little bit flustered. I think being away from her daughter compared to other people who miss their favourite frozen yogurt shop. She just proved that. It, it's interesting. I am. Um, I was. I'm in a fairly new relationship, but I am married, so we moved along pretty quickly. And one of the yep. biggest surprises I had in my own was how much they work as a mirror to your flaws, and yeah. and and they're strong enough. The love's kind of so strong that there's this strength that they can show you them. So, like literally, your insides. Was there a diff- was there a time at the beginning that you found was confronting of falling into such an intimate relationship, or did you guys kind of have that intensity through the unusual situation, and, and it was a bit different for you? Because I think it's not spoken about a lot. The honeymoon period's focused on, yeah. but then there's some real icky parts about kind of getting to know each other and and what a new relationship brings out in yourself. I, I think that's probably happened since the show with Snezh. Like I think we've just gotten stronger and stronger as those really good things have happened. I think during the show it was more 
like being the bachelor, you have to talk about your feelings and be more vulnerable than you've ever been in your life in a 12 week period. So whatever you've done up to that point, probably triple it. And it all happens in this really concentrated little bubble. So, but as a guy, that's often not how you are. You tend to not talk about your feelings and, you know, and box everything up. I I thought that was, that was really empowering. That was, and really good for me. Mm. Like actually the more you talk about your feelings, the more you want to talk about your feelings and the easier it becomes. It's like, it's like, you know, the, the floodgates just open and you start talking about it more and more and more and you you know you sort of forget the cameras are even there and you're being asked questions on a first or second date that you probably wouldn't be asked if if at all but on you know a 10th date or two years down the track in a relationship and you're kind of forced to answer them honestly and it's actually it's actually really um really powerful and i'm a i reckon i matured 20 years in a in a three-month period it's so interesting because i guess so many blokes are watching this show next to their partners or next to their housemates or what of mostly girls but there's a lot of blokes that watch it from that perspective and and learning to talk about your feelings more what do you think is something that in this day and age guys are guys do struggle with and that we need to get better at is that is that kind of a key a key point yeah definitely i think you know like you we're so worried you got to be honest like you're so worried about what the answer will be that you end up saying what you think the answer should be and that doesn't actually that is so Mm. blokes and there's Mm. a couple of things that i feel like guys that is that they look for the right answer as opposed to what they what they feel and there's the, it's kind of like this trend, right? This thread of guys feeling like there's a type of guy you're supposed to be, like there's yeah, a there's a totally. picture of a bloke. Yeah, or or even you analyse it further and you think there's a type of bloke that particular girl needs me to be or wants uh, me to be. It might no. even not, you know, like yeah, okay. it's just this overthinking, overthinking, That's overthinking. Actually, and the the only the only answer that actually gets you anywhere is the truth. Because otherwise you're just covering up false answer after false answer and you're just, you know, putting band-aids over things and, you know, pushing, suppressing things down further and further. Now, this is something that took me until I was 35 to realise, by the way. So I'm not proclaimed and under a very unique circumstance in which I didn't go through it, I may never have got there. So I'm mm. not, don't, I don't want to be sitting here thinking I'm some kind of, you know, hero or anything. But I, it, as I started to do it more and more, I just felt better and better. Do you think from a girl, do you think... For the girls listening that may have yep. partners that are feeling like they are looking for the right answer, what do, what did what would your advice be to create that safe space for them, or or a space that might be a little bit more, I guess, productive? Yeah, I think it's really hard because the more typically as a guy, the more they try to get you to do it, the more you go into your shell. So true. But, yeah. When you, you and know, it's so it's, hard when you're on the other when you're on the other end of that as somebody in a relationship trying to be as a the helper or the fixer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like so, so many and I'm not saying it's always the the chick that does that in the in a, you know, a heterosexual relationship, but oftentimes in my own experience yeah. and, you know, most of the girls that I kind of know you know, that would be the case where it's like I want, you know, you're trying to help your your partner be the best version of themselves. But then, I don't know, there comes a time where it's like the, 
I don't know, you they have to be wanting to jump on board that too. From my experience, and this is just me, if it's contrived and trying to force that doesn't work, I think this is me trying to put the girl hat on, which is hard for me to do. Yeah, but it is interesting because that's what the predominant that's yeah. like most of our listeners. But so I, I thought I could twist it. So so my my advice would be wait till there's an opportunity to be the the supportive person that your partner needs and then when you help them in that moment of need try and take that as an opportunity to say I could help you more like this if you let me when there's a really fresh example to be able to use that that is right there in the moment whereas if you say next Thursday at twelve o'clock. I want to sit down and have a, fi- have a meeting about our feelings. I think there's I no may have that. actually done this many a times. There's, 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 no, there's, no, there's no way <laughs> m- most guys in their right mind are rocking up to that meeting. Right, uh, you know, timing's I, I, key. Yeah, I do. Timing and obviously in the right place and the right moment and. Um, but also through action, that's what I'm sensing that you're saying. Rather than saying, "I can help you next time you fuck," or ne- you know, next time you need help, I will do this. Rather than saying that you will, showing it through action. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I think if you show it through action and then follow up straight away with, I'm sure there are other moments like this that you know, because it's very hard I, as a guy. I find it really hard that you know, if, if I say something and Sandra says something like, "What do you mean?" I, I'm really bad at bringing up an example. Oh, same with going. I don't know. Like, there have definitely been times that I've thought of at the time. Whereas I think if she'd said to me, um, "Like, do you feel better after talking about that?" And I'm like, oh, "Actually, yeah, I do." And then she said, "Well, you know, like, we should do this more." I'd be like, I'd, I, "At that time, I'd be like, yeah, you're right." And all of a sudden, and rather you know, than and being feels, quizzed you know, when you're not, yeah, rather, yeah, rather than being quizzed and kind of, or, or you know, trying to fabricate these moments out of thin air. I feel it's almost like women have a better muscle memory for that emotional stuff. <laughs> yeah, quicker. I do too. For remembering, no, I, do, for, I do too. Yeah, for that pulling on, like, okay, well, when did you feel like that, or what is an example where you didn't feel seen, or when did I, you know, speak over you? Like, I think maybe because we're better at. Um, potentially vocalising those feelings with other people, whether it be our family or our friends or, you know, that kind of thing, mm. whereas guys it's it's, just a bit more yeah, practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, yeah. okay, that's that's. You've got a full advice, text then. history of the 300 times that that person's annoyed you with that particular behaviour and you can just go, well, this is when you did it yeah, because I was gone. messaging Stacey and here is a full, full history of when you did that annoying behaviour, whereas boys don't tell anyone. So we're like, oh, I don't know, you just did it and it was the other day and it annoyed me. And I can't. Tell and it's you. so annoying as a chick when you when the like, other when the other person yeah you feel like you're on CSI when they don't have yeah, yeah, the evidence. Exactly. You're like, well, tell me then. Yeah. Can't even think of one time. And now, yeah, that's right. whereas, so it mustn't yeah. have happened. No, yeah. no, no. Oh, that's that's really productive. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Moving into it's like with the with the new addition of Willow. How yes. have you found? And we do have a question from our posse that we'll get to in a second um, sure. about your take on that. But how have you guys? How did you discuss how your life would be different and, and how do you think you best prepared for having such an, a life-changing experience as having a bubby? To, to be honest, there wasn't, there wasn't a huge amount. I mean, it, it wasn't an accident, but it was um, we, we, we discussed really early on that we wanted more kids. Mm-hmm. Um, when we got engaged, we'd already had chats kind of on the on a surface level about 
that we both wanted more kids. And I think then once we got engaged, once we got engaged, it was kind of like, well, now we let's you know let's talk about getting married and having uh, having having kids. And we literally we were going to get married overseas. And uh, to Murphy's law, I said to Snedge, um, we, we we booked a wedding overseas and we paid a fairly significant deposit, non-refundable <laughs> deposit. Ooh, and I said, as soon as this happens, I bet you you fall pregnant. And sure enough, two weeks later, she was pregnant. That's so, oh. and, uh, so magical, but so yeah. Wow. Full on. I mean, can you use that as a voucher or something? Can you send your yeah? Where like, was can it? you send your mum over to like? to Greece to use it or something? No, I don't, I don't think we can. It's a, trust me, it's a small price to pay for, for Little Willow, that's for sure. But it was just it was just funny, one of those funny things. But I don't know, just having having Willow has just made us even closer as a family. Like Evie wanted, has always wanted to be a big sister. The two of them are ridiculously close. I mean, they're, they're both in Macedonia at the moment, well, all, all three of them. At the moment, they come home on Sunday. But oh God, we've just spoken just... all about your family life. This must be cute. Like you must be really missing them. We're like, oh, what's I've nice got about tissues this? all around <laughs> me. Sorry, I'm, doll. A, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh, no, it's it's actually quite nice to talk about them because I am missing them. But um, they, yeah, they're just honestly that's which has been the best little break for them because Evie's had a bit of time off school and been able to get back to Macedonia that she's got such fond memories of, and Willow's been. Uh, you know, she's now old enough to crawl and trying to walk and all that kind of stuff. So it's uh, yeah, it's been beautiful to watch them bond. But they they literally get closer by the day. You can two. see that just from the Insta, you know, stuff that you put online. Like they really, yeah, they, yeah, they love each other. And you love, you love that. I don't know. You can just see, you can just really see that. Um, yeah, it's a nice, a nice kind of little unit that you've got there. But something I've also noticed about since um since you know three have become four do have you have you fallen more in love with Shnez? like is there something oh, to, yeah, yeah sure. I'm, i just get a sense from i don't know maybe the way that you talk about her or something just online or other bits and pieces i've seen you do what is it because when a mate of mine um saw his wife give birth and she had a pretty traumatic birth actually had to have an emergency caesar i've never um i've never heard him and i think it changed him not just in that moment talking about the story of the pregnancy and the birth itself, but just the way that he looked at her and the way that he spoke about his wife after that, it kind of had changed ever since this extra deeper level of love and respect. I think it's a few things. I think it's witnessing the physical sacrifice and then seeing someone like then seeing someone take such good care of someone that you love so much. Yeah, right. I so, never heard it put like that actually. Yeah, I mean, and that's not like I think your your love for your partner and your love for your children is different. Yeah, you know, it's not not one's not necessarily stronger than the other, but they're kind of different kinds of love, and but but they then complement each other. Like the the way I see Snedge, I mean Snedge is a incredible mum and I've always kind of seen that with Eve but I didn't get to witness that with Eve in the in the younger years obviously taking care of her as a baby but then seeing that with with Snez with Willow and they're just inseparable I think you know yeah definitely just admiration respect 
um, you, you know, and, and uh, like I didn't think I could love Snazzy more, but I definitely do. I definitely do. And you guys do everything together, right? So, I mean, just the, the it's a family business now. You run, obviously, yeah, yeah. your business in Melbourne. You've launched the fitness program. There's an app, yep. the 28 app um, that's been launched, which is, you know, exercise regimes, recipes, meal plans, and what I love, mindfulness is included in there. Um, is it something that you're all working on together? Yeah, it really is. I mean, my program has always been, you know, I say my program because it's called 28 by Sam Wood, but it is our program. But I'm obviously the, the fitness guy. That's what I've done for 17 years. But Snez has been, and, you know, it's, we're trying to get this balance of her doing as much as she wants to but also feeling like she's still um then got enough time for evie and willow and so we've kind of found that balance i think but snez really likes it so she loves to cook um she loves to try out the workouts she obviously wanted to do pregnancy safe exercises whilst whilst pregnant and then wanted to get you know slowly but surely back into shape after so are they on are they on the app like those are actually filmed and included into the program too yeah absolutely yeah so snez snez did all the workouts she was kind of like the the guinea pig for our pregnancy program (laughs) so nice Um, to see that in action though but but, you know it's a nice it is so different i mean i'm hoping to have a family in the near future and have been pregnant and and it you think you start to see an idea of people saying this is the way you do it and you're like this is a dummy like this is a stick figure <laughs> and there's somebody bending over trying to show you there's something very different about having an act like what like act someone actually pregnant in front of you oh totally and i, ju- I just think also just understanding all the challenges that mums face from fussy kid eaters to lack of time to you know like my workouts are 28 minutes and can be done at home but sometimes snege does them and it's 10 minutes, 10 minutes and eight minutes, yeah, you know, like right. it's just this, this proper understanding of all of the real challenges that mums face. And as much as I've always trained lots of mums and always sort of thought I had a pretty good grasp on it, it's changed, you know, my appreciation tenfold. And it's just, it, Snez is really honest. She's like, Sam, that won't work. No mm-hmm. mum's going to want to do that or that, you know, that's stupid or, you know, she's just really <laughs> brutally honest. Like, like what a, what a <laughs> dumb <laughs> idea, you dumb man. And I go, oh, okay. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And I go, then why? Then he goes and, and she goes, oh. talks on the Think Girls podcast about not sharing his feelings. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, that's a right. Dumb idea, Get it together, bro. Seriously, we'll tell you That's right, but but so it's but it's good. Like I I like that honestly, and I'm not I'm not precious. Like yeah. we we can talk about anything, so it's good. Yeah, that's great. The uh, website is twenty eight by samwood.com and you can download the app version, which is called Twenty Eight App, if you want to check it out for yourself. So good, Sam. Um, but thank you. We will keep you around if that's okay, and and get you to um get you to answer a question from Sarah who wants to know about how you found, I guess, the being as hands-on as a modern dad and, and what that is different if you are doing things like mother's group or, or kind of doing more more parenting as a man than I suppose we've seen in the, in the past. Happy to stick around. Thank you, Sam. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. podcast there's heaps more where it came from go to thethinkergirls.com.au and go through all of our oldie apps there you are
This podcast is presented by Stacey June and Christy Mercer. It's also produced by me, Stacey June, and produced and edited by Jordan Lott. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 